Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Branton, and joining me today is Matt Knight. Hello. And JD Short. Hello. And welcome to the first in our NAM, Winter NAM 2018 podcast series. This is also the uh, the maiden podcast for JD Short. Yeah. yeah. This is the new Patreon tier. If you pay <laughs> $1,000, you can fly to LA <laughs> and be on this podcast. Exactly, exactly. So we have, today is the first day, we have, um, we, we came down a couple of days ago, today we drove, well we drove, JD drove us. Uh, all, like a machine. Like, all, like a machine, all the way from uh, Anaheim to San Luis for the... San uh, Luis Obispo. Whatever, yeah, that, that place. San Luis the Bishop. To uh, the Music Man Factory, um, where we got to go and check out where they make the guitars, have a tour, and view all the new stuff for NAMM 2018. Yeah, they were some of the nicest people I've ever met, I thought. I thought it was amazing. Like, to- you totally wouldn't realise it was a, music- a guitar factory just from driving on the outside. Just like an industrial estate in the middle of the mountains. Like, is this... Is this it? No, I always thought yeah, there'd no, been a nice big music like, man sign on the side. Music man sign, like no, no. It was, it, it was, yeah. It was relatively uh, conservative, but it was a fantastic factory, and I think it was one of the most. It, I mean, it was a lot of driving for JD because it was four hours each way and and a bit, but um, it was great to get to see some of the stuff. So, Music Man, obviously on the on the podcast, we have been bang into Music Man for yeah. for quite a while with the. The St. Vincent a couple of years ago, the Sterling Ranges and the James Valentine yeah. over the last couple of years. I think years. that's kind of the reason they wanted us to, to come down and be like, just come and check it all out. Yeah. And they were super pleased to have us there. And it was just like, well, I mean, we got to meet the the family, I guess. Yeah. Apart from Sterling, who's the, the main CEO, we got to meet the two brothers, Brian yeah. and, and Scott, um, who have worked for the company basically since they were kids. Yeah, we got to have a, a chat with uh, Scott Ball as well, which um, yeah. which we're gonna will pop up on the Guitar Nerds YouTube channel. Um, and I, I and he was talking us through uh, all the all the new stuff because we were shown a room that had all the new 2018 models there, and there was quite a bit of stuff. And, and yeah, I guess it was funny because we we got there 
and they were like, oh, just, you know, come upstairs into like our meeting room, our, our showroom. And it's like, you know, we'd been driving since like eight in the morning. It was 1 p.m. And you sort of walked in and I was like feeling pretty tired. And then as soon as I saw the, saw the new models, I was like, well, it's going to be a good day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. So, um, JD, what, what were your thoughts? Favorite thing that you saw? Uh, favorite thing would be the new Stingray bases. Yeah. Uh, redesigned for 2018. Uh, absolutely killed everything yeah i've seen from them so on the on the car on the way up me and jd were talking about the stingray base and we were talking about how maybe it's just been outdated slightly by a lot of the competition on the market um and we we knew going in there they told us that there was a redesign to the stingray but we were a bit like well how how much can you redesign a base that you can't change the body shape yeah exactly Mm -hmm. it was like how how much can you redesign a base that has fallen out of favor over the like music man admitted it themselves that this sales had dipped on that particular instrument and so i was a little skeptical of how you could you know reimagine an instrument subtly but make it make a difference and i think we were all really impressed with it yeah, I just feel like the necks on these 2018s just feel so much better than any of the Stingray necks I've played before. And, you know, the redesigned hardware, just nice and lighter and just... Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was the, the, the machine heads. They were like, you don't need these massive so machine heads, do they? What they've done is reduce the size of the machine heads, reduce the size of the bridge. The bridge now has the same size and type bridge that they were putting on the cutlass and Caprice base uh, that they made a couple of years ago. And um, they've also changed everything to, it's now aluminium uh, hardware, whereas before yeah. it, was, it was nickel and stainless steel frets as well. Not that that makes a difference, but weight-wise, the, uh, the, um, the losing the nickel hardware has made a massive difference. Slightly more body contours. It's, it looks a little bit shaved down. Mm-hmm. Um, They've changed the, the pickups and now the, the Neodymium pickups, which they've always put in the Bongo series, but never yeah. in, the, in the Stingray. It was amazing because the engineer was like, we never touch the Stingrays. Like, I've worked for you know, Music Man for a long time and a lot of people here, and every year we do something, but the one thing we never do is touch the Stingray. Yeah. It's like, apart from like improving production quality and quality control, it's like we never touch it. So when they were like, Right, we're gonna change Stingray. They were like, "Okay, now that they're, they're serious." <laughs> yeah, well, making them twenty-two frets and the five-bolt contoured like heel yeah. plate is like such a huge difference for playability, like up there and stuff too. And yeah. twelve color options over two string ranges as well, four and five. Yeah, that's right. That's still a lot of colors, which is still. Was but they had some great ones. Yeah, that's that. That is true. There were some uh, there root beer sparkle. Root beer sparkle was pretty good. They had a teal, which was kind of a seafoam green. I was quite yeah. into that. And, and they're keeping their classics as well. You can still get the Stingray in a natural finish with a black plate with a, a maple yeah. board. Roasted maple necks. That's the big thing. Yeah. And that's that's not just on the Stingray bases. That's across the entire range. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll go into, um, into guitars because this is basically... we. So, we're recording this on... Well, technically now it's Tuesday, but Monday is the day we went to visit the factory because we were talking about some... Currently, when we're recording it, embargoed gear. We didn't bring it out until day one of NAMM. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of new stuff, including the Stingrays. Um, But one of the biggest things, we'll go into the models in a second, but roasted maple necks on everything as standard, um, which means that some of the kind of current models like the Albert Lee and the um, St. Vincent's are going to roasted maple with an ebony board. 
Yeah, which um, looks incredible. The mix looks, of, of roasted maple and ebony. Is, well, one of the things I say in the video um, is, and, and you know, we'll get into the factory tour in a bit. They were like, the quality that we've got on roasted flame maple at the moment, he was like, you're going to get stuff coming through shops that any other company would be charging you $3,000. I couldn't believe sort of that, that was that was kind of the thing the 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 depth of the um of, oh, of the flame on on some of those on the roasted maple necks was was crazy considering that they were off the peg guitars like they don't yeah. even need to do that that's that's kind of the other thing it's almost it's almost too much it's not I mean they're great but I mean I I saw a, a sur guitar uh, that was a, a special run a couple of years ago. That someone had ordered on a Scott Henderson model that had a, a what they called a five A flame maple neck. I don't think it was anywhere near as good as some of the production ones I'd seen today, and the sir was probably three times the price. Like I think if you buy a Music Man in 2018, you could have a chance of having one of the best necks you'll ever see. Yeah, I mean we we would all agree that I think Music Man have gone from strength to strength over the last few years, but yeah. it it looks like 2018 is really going to be the year. So yeah. we should get into the guitars that they are putting out. Oh my! So yeah. they they are putting out new models in our two favourite uh, guitars, the the St Vincent and the James. Valentine. Yeah, so there's no new body shapes this year. There's no new guitar, as it were, but they are updating, obviously, what have been proven to have been two of the most popular guitars they've made in, in the last decade. Yeah, so let's start with the St. Vincent. Well, how could you make a St. Vincent better? Well, some people said they don't want three mini humbuckers. They want two full-size ones. Yeah. This kills the Les Paul, in my opinion. <laughs> so this is this is we've got now a double humbucker version yeah. of the St Vincent, still with a five-way pickup. Side. I know, and it's brilliant. It's the same switching as as basically as the Access, so uh, neck humbucker, bridge humbucker, or both, and then you get the inside coils or the outside coils in positions two and four, and uh, and also for the uh, the the third year, fourth year in a row, new colours. And yeah, and the best ones we've seen yet, I think. Um, so like a baby blue, like a Daphne blue. I don't, I can't remember the official name they yeah. So they gave it. It's, it, like. it's it's a more a sonic blue with a with a white plate. Yeah, uh, which looks really classy. It looks really like classic American vintage car kind of color. And then they've gone charcoal sparkle, which looks unreal and it's fun to say. Yeah, yeah, charcoal sparkle. <laughs> they loved saying that. Yeah. Um, but the depth of the colour was just unreal. It like was so good in the light. And then when we were later on, we were taking a load of photos for um, Instagram. And we were like, oh, well, can you bring up any of the other colours? They were like, do you want anything else? And we were like, oh, well, can you bring up some other colours? And they pulled out this St. Vincent and I picked it up and I was like, this is amazing. Is this like a Ball Family Reserve? They were like, no, this is the new colour. Like... What's the official colour? Dawn blue sparkle, I think. I think so, and it was a it's a it's a blue black burst. Yeah, blue to black burst. It's the same as the Starry Night, but with blue. So Starry Night was yeah. an anniversary finish that they created, which was a um, a silver to black sparkle burst. This was this was that, but it was a small flake sparkle, not large flake. Yeah. like the charcoal sparkle was a yeah. large flake, and it, it just looked absolutely amazing. And with that new roasted neck on it as well, because because I, I asked, I said, was it more of a sighties thing? And they said, well, it was it was part of that. They said it was a lot of hassle, like they constantly have to go down, you know, drive all the way down to the South California to like pick it up, sign it all off, bring it all back. 
and they said that they actually found that rosewood was more prone to problems in terms of neck twisting it could be oily um so they were like roasted maple's much more solid and we want to continue the production on that and and this is one thing that we totally got from today was like quality control as we all know from anyone who's played music man is like their main goal yeah consistency and, and quality and i think they're just like look we just want to make them better yeah and uh, and the other the other guitar that um they had some exciting new finishes uh, yeah was the the james valentine your favorite guitar yeah so i this one actually surprised me because i and but it makes total sense james valentine with trem and, and but it makes total sense because i was like well, why would you why would you put a trem on it but you know you've got the, the mix the guitar is a mixture of a 335 and a telly so what element are you missing from a classic guitar you're missing a, a strat trem so they've put a trem on it and it and it actually does sound slightly different the trem does add um a kind of different sustain to it and it's not as kind of boomy i guess because it's not like the trem's not locked down to the body um but they're doing it in a i kind of like like a pelham blue i, I can't they it, yeah they li- they called it a uh, lake uh, tacoma blue no or something like that. Uh, so Toluca, lake. Toluca, Toluca lake lake that's it uh husk Husky. Husker Red. Husker Red, which is named after a football team, right? Yeah, the Nebraska team? Corn Huskers. Yeah. Um, and Gold Top Gold, which looked absolutely incredible. Now, that was the one. And I think Gold Top Gold came with a black plate as well. It did, kind of yeah. Tall. And then obviously it had, you know, it's obviously got all the the, the black um, pickup rings and everything, but it looked brilliant in yeah. that gold. The, the gold is the one, I think, for me, out of, that, out of that range. But everything else is staying the same with that. Still the... Um, in my opinion, questionable active circuit. But yeah, uh, we never asked about that in the end. Actually, I think we would kind of like say, like, "Wow, the guitars are amazing." Can it's you like, make this more like a real guitar? And <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so we have those. Um, obviously, we have the Stingrays, and one thing we didn't see, but they did mention, uh, which is something I think is well, I think we're all going to be saying this next year for Gear of the Year: Sterling Albert Lee. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that is. An affordable Albert Lee. It's such a good idea. Now the yeah. the the modern classic and the and the Caprice um, have kind of they've they've come in. They're sort of Strat and they're double humbuckery Strat style guitar. Yeah. Um, they've come in at every price point. They brought them out at Sub. They brought them out at um, at Sterling, and they brought them out at, at Full Music Man. And I kind of always thought the Albert Lee was the cooler version of those. So it's it's nice to now have that for the first time at a really affordable price point. Well, and and do you know what? It makes me think about um, obviously we in Gear of the Year this year when we were talking about the the James Valentine, the Sterling Valentine against like something like the Baja Telly, but you're still getting a fairly normal guitar in terms of like a body shape this is someone who wants something quirky yeah you know doesn't want to go down the strat telly well, uh, les yeah. paul route yeah but but wants something higher grade than a, you know maybe like a fender mustang like a cheaper mustang like a squire or something like that i just think it's great i think it brings that to a whole new generation of players as well and it's going to be roasted maple neck as well even on the sterling version yeah which is phenomenal. That I mean, they're just nailing affordable guitars. Well, because we well asked, didn't we? Stuff. We said about the Sterling. We said you're making them too good, and they said, "Well, we always say make them good, just don't make them too good." <laughs> the problem is, they, they, the quality I just said was just so good on them. And they're like, "Yeah, but just 
that's what we do and I'm like that's the one thing that came across that they want anything it's just their dedication to making the best possible instrument yeah, there's to make absolutely zero um, like corner cutting going on at Music Man they're if know, anything they are the most technically I mean you, you yeah. said it earlier right the most technically advanced guitar factory they must be have all of them well let's let's talk about that so we went on a we went on a factory tour um with with drew who's the, the one of the the almost the main guy behind the the inception of the james valentine as well as all of the new stuff for 2018 yeah um and he took us on a, a really informative tour of the surprisingly small music man factory yeah like I was, I was actually a bit shocked. They were like, he started off the tour by going, there's two main doors here. Rawwood goes in one, literally like, next door to each other. Rawwood goes in this one. Finnish guitars go out in this one. It's <laughs> like, yeah. Because I've been great. to other factories and they are massive. Yeah. Like, absolutely massive. Well, exactly. Like, you know, when I was over in Germany, I did the Warwick factory and stuff. Yeah. And that's, that was huge. Like a, a couple of years ago, me and JD did the, the Defender factory, which is, you know, bigger than the the music man yeah one by a fair old way i w- what i really liked about the music man f- uh, factory tour was how much there was a blend of machinery and um actual people physically by hand well, doing it, it was funny really because he was saying you know they were talking about machines but they were like there's some things that hubert's could do better and quicker and we'll never ever replace that no no exactly no, and JD, you've built bases in the mm-hmm. past as well. So, like, um, for you, what, so how, what was your what was your take from the factory tour of Music Man? Well, overall, it was just that every time that, like, sort of like Matt was saying, like every time there was a machine was doing a task, it was always the task that a machine should do. Like right. it was, it was the thing around like sealing or like clear coats or everything that you know needs to be applied uniformly there's no artistry to it it's just it's a it's a craft and a technique more than like the artistry of like painting a burst or something yeah. along those lines well, you know he, he said that even the best like finisher in the world who's doing a lacquer coat could overspray accidentally uh, you know he could just one extra split and that's it you know and it, yeah. and it creates problems much further down the line. Well, that was, you know, like I'm nowhere near the best sprayer, but like I have, you know, I've sort of worked sort of all the way through like sort of shops like that kind of done every station. And, you know, I've oversprayed plenty and you get one run and you have to you have to take the base back, you know, guitar base back to like, you know, wet sanding or dry sanding to have it, you know, push back. And then then that that eats three four days extra because it has to recure it has to do all this stuff or you spray it too thin and it you know it goes through on the buffing part of it and someone burns through the buffing and you have to you know like touch it up or really just start over if you're yeah doing anything and i mean the other just um the other thing is shockingly clever that i i'm sure we could talk about was that sort of the the binding techniques that they use are just you know sort of they've created new techniques for like inlaying the binding on guitars versus you know traditional methods which are just gluing and taping or gluing and strapping and um or taking just like the acetone and sort of melting the binding into the guitar but their their new techniques are just uh just seem to make everything smoother and better and um and the other thing that was impressive is like their engineering department 
designs the process for everything and designs every every aspect of what they're doing is done in-house is yeah. designed in-house they're not like hiring in it was like they had a team of scientists working for them yeah i mean there is like Cal- yeah, yeah. Ca- like california polytechnic university is also like a big school and it's in san luis obispo so it just feels like there's this natural like science yeah. like like it's a uh, it's a fairly small ish you know like beach town that is founded around like science and university and stuff so it just seems like maybe there's a marriage here that's happening yeah i mean it was that first main machine and they were like because i you buy they were like you buy the machine the the factory was built specifically to build to build guitars and one of the machines they bought is by a company who make machine cnc machines for guitar manufacturers and they were like you can customize it and you can order all these extra bits and they were like no we'll take it as standard and we'll program it ourselves they built all the jigs all the parts were 3d printed to to completely customize it to make the guitars that they wanted to make it was they were like and they were just like yeah we load up this basically this crate of wooden necks and the machine scans the chip that's put on it when it arrives it knows exactly what it's picked up it puts it in exactly the right place and tools it for exactly what piece of wood it is it doesn't matter how many different types of blocks they load in as soon as the machine picks it up it knows exactly what piece of wood it's got and then calibrates itself to make that neck yeah because this was the thing we should probably point out is that they they don't just make they don't go right we're going to make 100 albert lees we're going to make 100 saint vincent's it's like no we only make what there's an order for he's like everything we build is sold and i was like that's amazing so they and he said if someone rushes in an order from halfway across the world and was like we have to get it out or we're doing a show they'll just put the order in front of another one on the machine and the machine will just instantly recalibrate itself and then make a whole batch of different guitars yeah I thought that was that was pretty phenomenal yeah the one of the machines that impressed me the most was they their their machine for buffing now it didn't do a hundred percent of the buffing they still had they still had an element of it that was I think there was still six people doing that's right which they were doing sort of the finer parts of course <coughs> it, it could do the bulk of it but then you know you had to I guess make sure with the human touch but what I loved about it was uh, he, I think they said that was their oldest machine mm-hmm. yeah. that they had there and uh, or one of them and um, the it was the the motion that the machine was making when it picked up a guitar body and took it over to the buffer and then the the, the machine arm moves the guitar around to buff it and he was explaining that every movement the machine makes has been physically placed there by by one of the the builders so that the 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 whole the complete motion that machine makes is done in a sort of stop animation style yeah by yeah. a designer yeah. and Wallace goes, and Gromit buffing yeah, yeah. Exactly. and it went on for a long time exactly. it wasn't yeah. like they programmed like six <laughs> steps it was like no this was like there was one guitar body on there it must have been on there for a good 15 minutes yeah at least but they were like you know a human can do it buff a whole body and I think he was like was it like 45 minutes or something like that I think yeah somewhere around there probably he was like the machine can do it much quicker but the machine can only do one at a time because the movements are so intricate so they still had six people doing it and they have to check everything over anyway Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. But that was impressive. I think they said they got that machine in 1997. So he was like, this is really old tech. He's like, now modern machines is all done. You just program it in, yeah. Yeah, it's done on a 3D machine. But I think this is the thing, going to the en- back to the engineering team, is it's like, they're not only building guitars, they're they're engineering the machines that make them and any, and they were like you know if a part breaks we'll just go up to our 3D printer and print another one and there we go if we need to yeah. change a jig or something like that we need to we're doing a new model we'll just make the the part and then we'll print it yeah. 3D it's like that's that, amazing that was kind of another thing that was pretty consistent uh, throughout they want to have complete control like these new the new Annie Clark the new St. Vincent's that they're doing they're moving away from um, the Demarcio mini humbuckers that she has, and, and they're now going to use Ernie Ball's own pickups yeah. um, for the humbuckers. And, and the, the the reason that they gave for that was that you know they love those Demarcio pickups; they think they're really good, but they want to have complete control. They don't want to ever be put in a situation where they might not be able to get some. Yeah. So they want to have as much stuff in house as possible, and they had that as such a consistency with all their. All their spare parts, all their all their control plates and and, yeah. and knobs and 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 boards. I thought it was such a that was such an admirable admirable thing to want to have everything yeah. so in house. It's it's kind of like yeah, it's like we love Demarcio, but we just we need to make our own because we need to have control over. It's like that was the thing. It's just like consistency. They were like every two years. He said we're we're changing something. It's new machines. It's updating the process. It's always making the best possible guitar we we can make. Yeah. We're not ma- drastically changing what the guitar is. We're just change. We're improving the processes. We're just improving efficiency. But they still want the human touch. They're like, there's something. Like you said, there's some things that can be done by one and by the other. Yeah. So it's not like they're trying to phase out an entire bunch of people in their office and like, oh, we need to like cost save. Like, no, we just want to make the best possible guitars. So the the other thing that I thought was completely amazing, and, and listeners, if you own a music man. I, I suggest you take the scratch plate off and have a look at the the wiring oh, for your volume and tone. Um, I had no idea because I, I assumed it was just going to be wired the same way that a harness is wired in it well, in yes. Gibson yeah, or anything you mean, like yeah. that. You mean the same way that every guitar in the entire world is wired? Yeah. I mean, this isn't even something that they really advertise, or if they if they do, I've missed it. 
know, yeah but they, uh, they basically engineer their own circuit boards passive circuit passive boards. circuit boards mm-hmm. that everything all the components are mounted onto that they can drop right in and they were like basically to wire the pickups in we've just got these six contact points and you just basically wire the pickup points to the, the contact points there's no like that it basically drops the amount of rate that there's a bad solder joint in fact it lowers the amount of solder joints because yeah. they were like he was like a jack socket will need four solder joints he's like oh one only needs two the yeah. way we've designed the circuit board so there's less solder joints so basically there's less chance of it going wrong so it'll just work once again straight out like, of and, and why change that like no like no one has a problem with the way it does mm-hmm. well, the, was it the but it's because they're, they're just they're seeking such efficiency in yeah. their instruments was it the was it the base with the, the boost circuit or something and it like it was originally a separate part and then they'd like mounted it onto the circuit board Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah, yeah, it was. I think it was. I think it was one of the Stingray bases. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and also, like, just also like a high quality like circuit board. Like, it's not you know, it's not just a, a cheap stamped board. You know, that just runs oh, no, between the pots. Like, it was. It almost looks like it almost looks like it's just ripe for DIY stuff because it's yeah. you know like it's such a robust place to solder on there that you can just you know if you're if you're dropping in any of the replacement pickups you know because. I mean, I do that with every base I've ever had, you know, so it's like, it's just an easy, you know, like straightforward way to do it as opposed to like, you know, like the clip-ins we sort of talked about, like, you know, some well, of the, the other. Well, Gibsons, that's exactly what they are. They're clip-ins. Yeah. So if you change the pickups, it's, you know, and I know before we talked on the podcast, like, oh, you know, that's going to change things. But actually, I think the way that Music Man are doing their circuitboards, I'm surprised that Fender aren't going, we should do something like that or, yeah. you know, any other major manufacturer because I would have mm. thought it would have saved... Because they literally they had boxes full of every single guitar product and part, and they were just like, "Yep, yeah, they're all ready to go." They just you can literally just drop them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was incredibly impressive. And there was um, one thing that I that I pointed out because I said, "Oh, you know, you make a lot of you've got a lot of famous artists, you know, on, on with the tie with um, Ernie Ball Strings as well." And I said, "John Mayer." Yeah, I mean, yeah, John Mayer. We've got a great John, picture. Damn and, I, and I, I said, do you do anything different for the artist? You know, there's a lot of, you know, Fender or something. You see these people have these Fender custom shops and they're one off and oh, we've done an, an inspired buy, but you'll never quite get it. I was like, oh, do you do anything different for the artist? And they were like, no. The guitars the artist plays, exactly the same guitars that anyone else will play. And he said, uh, he said, for example, if uh, John Petrucci's been on tour for six months and they decide that they're gonna, he's going to start using 10s, um, he wants a thicker tone, he tells Music Man, and then they change the entire production run, so all the, you know, all the John Petrucci guitars come with tens on instead of nines. Yeah, he's like, we spec the guitars out, out of the factory, exactly the same as the artist plays it. Yeah. Well, so if hence, they if they hence start- Annie Clark's <coughs> switch to a, a double humbucker St Vincent because she wants to start using yeah. two humbuckers. Well, that's the, the thing is the James Valentine comes with elevens, but if he was like, oh, I'm going to go to nines, he's just like, yeah, we'll switch nines. Wait, wait, the Valentine comes with elevens. Yeah. Oh, that's Standard. so cool. Ooh, yeah. That's great. But it, I, I thought that was brilliant because they were like, no, if that's if that's what the artist uses, that's what we want everyone to use. We're not not a custom shop. It's like, well, he said we are a custom shop in the sense that we make everything to order and and all of we have all these processes yeah. but we don't physically offer custom options yeah yeah exactly and but, and um it was just you know some of the little things like they said that all the wood goes through three different drying processes so it arrives dry they acclimatize it 
they then um, kiln dry it and then they sit, let it sit again you know before they use it all the roasted maple necks come in and once again it's just the quality of the the wood was just far beyond anything I've seen yeah. on yeah. some of those necks and yeah just rotating the necks it looks like a hologram sometimes you know yeah. like it's a really really it? deep stripe there was a cutlass wasn't there that we, we took photos of and it was just like I've never seen anything like that on an, on, just, a, on an affordable instrument. It was a standard yeah. cutlass. It was th- those cutlasses retail at eighteen hundred quid, yeah. and it was like this. This neck alone would cost you that much and, from um, any other brand. What I thought was great was that um, you know when I did the Gibson thing, and obviously someone grades all the tops or you know whatever, and they were like, oh, if they find anything special, they store it in a special vault and come back to it. Same as like PRS, and I was like, oh, we. He was like, we can't do that. Because one, we don't want to, you know, we want every customer to have the best possible guitar they can get, but also everything's ID'd as soon as it comes in. So as soon as it becomes the, a blank, it's given an RFID chip and then that's it. That is tagged to that instrument with that serial number. Yeah. So it's like if the, the most incredible flame neck happens to appear on, on the rack, he's like, no, that's it. It will go in a guitar and it will get shipped to someone. Yeah, that's great. I like that they don't tear things too much. I mean, mm. they have the Bull Family Reserve stuff, but w- as soon as you introduce sort of a number of tiers in a brand, there's there's sort of the question over whether or not whether you're making something exceptional at the top end or whether you're holding back the you know the the not top end. Yeah, and they they just seem to be trying to make every guitar as good as it can possibly be. Yeah without it having to be some sort of special run. Yeah, and once again, I think it's, to me, now having seen it, the price, it was funny because I did, when I did the Gibson factory, I was like, oh, maybe the price is kind of justified. I mean, that was, bear in mind, that was two years ago to some of the prices now, but now I'm like, I don't know how Music Man are doing it for the money that they're doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's got to be science and efficiency, but, and also, I mean, it's just, like the thing that I keep taking away from it is like, they genuinely care like everyone we talked to like genuinely cared about like every step of the process that was going on and everything and like even when we were you know you guys were taking photos and doing the playthroughs and they brought up the new the new colors of the saint vincent the new color of the james valentine like they were excited to go run down and grab them out of the nam stock you know yeah. instead of being like you guys take a look at them in a couple of days or whatever just being like no let's you know you got to see this you know yeah. i think we were the second or third people maybe to see them which yeah. was a, also kind of felt like a massive privilege I think I was just like they were just so nice from the moment we walked in the door really yeah on that because yeah. you know sometimes you can organise these things and then you know it can all be a little, oh well you know we do a bunch of tours anyway or, or whatever and they were like no we only do maybe five months it's like we get requests all the time but we only give it to people that you know, actually going to like take something away from it. Yeah. And uh, one thing I remembered while we were talking, which is the most ridiculous thing of the whole day, was that um, that Drew, who took us around, said he got really into cooking because of this, and he took away the technique, um, the cooking technique um, sous vide, where they vacuum pack stuff for like binding and creating new techniques. And we saw the um, the pig, the like little wooden pig that they'd carved out, and then that plaque. Yeah. Like and it was like smoking champion or something like that, and we asked about it. And he said, "Yes, yeah, Sterling Ball got really into smoking meat," and then they were like, "He said to the engineering team's like, right, who wants to design a smoker?" And he was like, "And Drew, who took us around, said, yeah, 'Yeah, I'll do it.'" And then within three years, he was world 
like smoking champion. He's, he's, yeah. <laughs> well, and another thing about that, like it just like it seems like that's also their culture, where it's just like like Sterling's challenging everyone to like come up with something new and some new task. Like like everything is just like redesign the factory from the ground up. You know, like yeah. you like it's it's just like it's. It's this. It's an actual challenge for innovation, as opposed to just like, how can we make this faster, cheaper? Yeah, you know, kind of thing. Like, it's it's everything's a game, but it's like a passionate art. Yeah, it's like they're just constantly piecing together this massive puzzle until they reach this kind of like zen point where the factory just like <laughs> runs itself. I, I, it's, I do wonder if it's it's because still at the heart of that company is a family run business i think so it's just the biggest sort of family-run business yeah i mean this is the thing we're touching on music man here and you forget that music man owned by sterling ball of the ball family ernie ball strings the biggest string manufacturer in the world yeah. and actually we we saw some stuff jd you didn't see this stuff i think cause me, me and Matt mm. went off to one of the other rooms and they showed us some of the um uh, the Ernie Ball bits that that would have now been announced because they're they're upping their game. I mean, slightly you know less exciting than a, a gold James Valentine, but they're they're introducing loads of straps, a full plectrum line, and um, loads of cables. Yeah, and they're doing the proper kettle lead style cables in things like neon pink. Well, and they're, they're doing strings tweed colors, ones. basically. Yeah, exactly. But that's yeah. that. They look super cool. They're actually they looked really high quality. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and that's not. I, I would kind of think Ernie Ball accessories are like your five pound strap. You know, that's yeah, that's yeah. what I think of those accessories. These were not that. No. They're going they're applying the same mantra that they yeah. have for music man guitars to their Ernie Ball accessories. And the other thing we got to see was um listeners you might have seen we haven't spoken about them very much, but the um uh Ernie Ball last year introduced a range of expression controlled Effects. They mm. released a, a delay and an overdrive, um, which work on an expression uh, pedal. You have the controls on the top of the um, of of the pedal itself, and then control a set feature by the drive. On the drive, it's the gain. On the delay, it's the it's the mm. it's the time, the rate. Um, and uh, they're introducing a, a new uh, pedal this year. They're introducing a, a dynamic tremolo. Tremolo reverb. Was it a tremolo reverb? Re- yeah, it was tremolo I reverb. Because I wasn't sure what the expression pedal actually controlled. I wasn't sure if it was just. I thought I, I'm sure was it, it was just was it, speed. Was it speed? I was like, oh, that makes sense. But oh yeah, because on the back there was waveform depth, reverb, and input gain. I I just was like, yeah, you basically made, you've improved the one thing that Strymon Flint doesn't have, which is like instant control over rather than a tap tempo, like an actual tempo you can feel because yeah. you're physically using the expression pedal but you've yeah you've got the reverb and tremolo i was like yeah that is amazing yeah that that's going to be super cool and um and really affordable as well as a yeah. sort of line of of pedals um i think the tremolo was coming in at 199 i think 199 us yeah. yeah and um and the the delay and the overdrive they're repricing at 149 yeah us as well which is crazy considering how cool those pedals are yeah and they're really solid i think they've changed the design to me it felt like they changed design from the old uh volume pedal junior right and stuff like that um but we saw that with um dudley who was the lead designer there's one thing we should point out is that right at the end of the day was like oh you should meet pickup designer yeah he was like he was like the pickup designer but he's done a lot of stuff for 
Well, he's been with working with Sterling Ball since the nineteen seventy four. Yeah, you know, and he said he's done pickups for everyone, anyone who's any artist who's ever played a a music man. He's like done the pickups, and he's like, we haven't got time to do the vault, but next time you have to come back to the vault. He's like, we've got the original EVH guitars in there. Yeah. We've got the uh, first the first Stingray. We've got the first Stingray. We've got like <laughs> Which is crazy. They were like, we've done all the all the pickups we've got all the crazy guitars they've got the one original oh no they don't do no they? we were talking it. about the um, the Spinal Tap yeah guitar uh, David Guest's uh, guitar uh, yeah no I was trying to think of the name is oh. it David Guest I, I don't think. know no it's not Christopher Guest Christopher yeah. Guest um, he's got the original and he said apparently the insurance company won't even insure it yeah, because they're like, yeah. you can't take this on the road. It's just too valuable, basically. Um, but they, they, he said they've got some crazy stuff in there and stuff piled on top of stuff. They like it's not even catalogued. He's like, we'll pull stuff out and be like, oh yeah, I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> um, but he was he was really cool because he was like, yeah, we just you know sometimes we get some really vague descriptions from artists and then we just kind of try and make it happen. They had two. <laughs> St. Vincent prototypes. Yeah, the, the two prototypes. The yeah. two prototypes in the, with the two humbuckers because the, the humbuckers on the production model are no no pole pieces are visible. Yeah, so they're, they, they're, they're full-size humbucker-looking versions of the mini humbuckers, yeah, essentially. Yeah, basically. Um, but they had one with the pole pieces, which I thought kind of actually looked kind of cool, but obviously not, not my overall decision. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then just as we left, we saw a neon pink James Valentine body. We did, just sitting around just on sitting someone's around. desk. I was like, can I have that? <laughs> there were loads of like random bits all over the offices, yeah, like they, bodies and necks and things. Because they're not doing that. Because I said, oh, you know, what? why is that there? And they said, oh, well, we actually ended up doing a couple for Adam Levine, who's the singer of Maroon 5. And he just said, sometimes they'll spray one extra body or there'll be an imperfection on one and they'll end up... They What did we see? There was a orange sparkle Albert Lee. Yeah. We yeah. got to see the uh, an orange um, body for the, the St. Vincent. We saw one of the pink yeah, ones. Yeah, one of the original ones. Yeah, yeah I saw one of the pink ones. is probably the closest. And I was like, what's ever going to happen to that? Because they're never going to make another one. Mm. Just sit there. I guess they'll use it for something eventually. But um, it was just, it was kind of cool to see all these. And, you know, every factory I've ever been to, or, you know, even when I went to Boss, it's the same thing. You see all these kind of cool old bits. Yeah. But to them, that's just like, well, it's just a byproduct of the whole process yeah you know because I always think oh well the prototypes are really cool and you must want to keep the prototypes and I actually know the idea is the finished product you know so we've worked two years to make this guitar happen what was the story he was saying about the the majesty took three years and they started the project over twice yeah and they like they even had to rebuild guitar racks because they didn't have any racks that could hold a neck through guitar. Yeah. So they had to like they had to just the most basic parts of the factory had to be rebuilt just for this one guitar. Yeah. It was just um, it was just absolutely bonkers. Yeah. And one of those things where I was like, I knew I'd get to the end and be like, I just want to buy. A music man. <laughs> you already own. I know. I'm gonna buy another one. We should. I guess we should say, like sound wise. I mean, they were just, you know, as good as you'd expect on any of any of those. And obviously, they're still doing all the access and everything. There wasn't that many there. They were building a lot of John Petrucci's. A lot mm. of John. Petrucci's. They were like, we make a lot of Majesties. But I think they're quite, they're quite behind on the Majesties as well. Aren't yeah. They? I think they underestimated early on how popular it could be. I I, I 
also underestimated how popular it would be because I think it's horrible. But the yeah. it, it seems to be. Yeah, it's it's kind of one of those things. So they because he ha- he showed us the original Novak body, which is the one they did. Uh, no Mac, so it was no the one Mac, they did yeah. last year, which was ten thousand dollars. I think it was the most one of the most expensive guitars I've ever made, and it was that crazy custom carved jeweled guitar. I think they said they did twenty one, twenty one, one for John, and then twenty production models. Ridiculous, but he said like I was like, how long did it take? And he was like. Took a few months, but he's like, even the two days before Nam, it's like it wasn't finished. He hadn't finished the back plate, and they were like, "Yeah, we wanted to spin round in a case." He's like, "No, I haven't finished it." <laughs> but I think that was—I I think that's the thing—is like you could just feel the the passion for yeah. every, even for everyone that worked there. And he said, "Was it something like 120 people work on the factory floor?" And I think he said at least like 20 percent of them have got like over five years. Like tenure within the company, yeah. some of them have, have 20, 20 or 30, 30, 30 years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is crazy. Well, that was the uh, Ernie Ball Music Man Factory, our first proper outing. Yeah, um, and we're going back to the um, stand twice, hopefully. That's Once right. for um, to meet uh, Robert, who's the A and R guy. Yeah, and then hopefully we've got something special. Yeah, in the works. Hopefully, well, we'll say a bit about it. We're going to be presenting uh, Music Man with their. Gear of, the uh, year with their gear of the year gold prize for winning with the uh, with the sterling uh james valentine uh, on this year's gear of the year but yes that is our first trip we've got more episodes to come this week we're going to the fender factory so we're going to give you a rundown of that uh we're also going to go and check out all the new stuff coming from yamaha and line six all of this ahead of nam actually starting of course we have to release it during nam so that we're not breaking any embargoes but um I think some what's gonna what can go out on Wednesday. I'm not sure. Yeah, because we're doing a Wednesday point. preview day, uh, which I think we, I was saying to you, mm-hmm. Jay, it's the first time I think now we've actually done this, right? Because usually yeah. everything's still being built on the Wednesday, but this year it's actually like some. I think a select brand set of brands have are open for Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Normally, like Wednesday is just it's still set up day. It's still like pandemonium inside the convention center. Yeah, but yeah. It's yeah. funny, it feels like we've done so much already and I'm like, we haven't even got to the show yeah. yet. No, we have not. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, keep listening for more NAM updates from us, the guitar nerds. JD will be back on uh, on further podcasts throughout NAM. We will also have Mark Packham and Jay Cross with us later in the week as well. Thanks very much for listening, gang, and we will see you soon. Goodbye. Bye. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.